Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome to... Hey, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And thanks for listening to our the little podcast that could. It's a wrestling podcast. We talk about the wrestling you grew up with, the wrestling you need to watch now, and stuff. And Disney World. And Disney World, as we did on one of our previous episodes. Hey, uh, won't you take a second? Go to DoubleDropkick.com. At the top of the page, uh, there's all the different ways to subscribe to this. Listen, I... I'm a giving person. I'd hate for you to miss an episode. If you subscribe on Apple Podcast or Google Play or any of your favorite podcast apps, or you can subscribe via RSS feed, which will come right to your email. Listen, I'd hate for you to miss out on something that could change your life. And uh, so, yeah, I want to encourage you to do that. Also, hey, give us, if you're especially if you're on iTunes, or Apple Podcast, right within the app, you can give us a five-star rating and review. And that really, that's what all the cool kids are doing. And yeah. I think you should do that, too. I think too. if you listen to us every week and you've been listening to us for a while, just do us that one favor. We don't ask for much. That's right. Yeah, we we don't ask for much. We we do ask. If you want uh, more of Heath the Mark, you can become really? a patron. More of Heath. Uh, you can become. He'll be there like every day, telling you his garbage opinions, and then you can listen to this show, and, and I'll rebuke. I'll, there you go. Uh, was it rebuke? Rebuke, rebuke, and refute. Rebuff, rebuff. Uh, yeah. So Patreon.com/slash Double Dropkick. There's a link at DoubleDropkick.com. You can become a patron. There's some great. And like uh, twice a year, I do a show. There you go. There's some great <laughs> rewards now. Uh, for a dollar a month, you get into a private Facebook group. Uh, where we post stuff, we post stuff in there. We don't post in our uh, bit larger Facebook group. Uh, also, if you're a one dollar a month patron, you get uh, South Carolina Pro Wrestling behind the scenes uh, every week. Now, if you're a five dollar patron uh, every month, you're going to get um, you're going to get an old. Uh, a, PD, a PDF of an old wrestling magazine that you can't find anywhere anymore. Uh, and then if you're a $10 a month patron, uh, you get all the rewards that we've we've talked about before. It's all there at patreon.com slash double drop. You get $10 a month, you're going to get a wrestling video every month that you can't see anywhere else. If you go all the way and you're a $15 a month patron, you get all that. Plus, you're going to get a, a monthly subscription to the SOS Custom Wrestling Network. So... Lots of things to do, and your support of the show allows us to eat KFC Buffet. And thank you. It was delicious. It was. Now I'm, now I'm a bit groggy. <laughs> I am too. We always do yeah. this. Speaking of groggy. need to take a nap. <laughs> uh, we were talking over lunch. Just uh, I've been reading a lot of, of wrestling books. And you were reading something the other day and with Bischoff and Russo and everybody's doing their podcast now. A uh, lot of talk about WCW mm-hmm. these days. Uh, you mentioned probably the biggest match in WCW history, one of the greatest builds in history. Yeah, and at least the one with the build. The biggest, I don't know, maybe Goldberg and Hogan. Yeah. I don't know. That's arguable and debatable. But 
But you wanted to talk about, you had some thoughts on Sting Hogan, Starcade 97. Which for me. Yes. I don't know. I don't, I'm taking the business and when this happened and so and so left and so, and all the effects that those had for me. Yeah. It, that is the night that I started to lose interest in that company. Yeah. Cause I thought that is one of the best logical, well-told stories. Yes. That I've ever seen in wrestling. And it was such a great slow burn. Yes. It was it tremendous. It wasn't this hot shot deal where we right. got to get right to the big thing. It was yeah. like a year and a half. They built up. Yeah. This Hogan sting match. Yeah. And Sting goes through this complete transformation. Right. Uh, from this surfer guy to this moody dude that hangs around up in the up in the rafters and he's got the vultures and it was just it was an incredible story and Hulk Hogan played the role of the heel incredibly throughout the whole thing. A who, clinic. Who's going to stop him? He's, yeah. He's on he's mad with power. Yeah. And now he's got Eric Bischoff and he's got Holland Nash to be his muscle. Who's gonna stop? This guy and and Sting was the guy. He was the hope of of that company, and it was one of the best laid out stories that I've ever. And me personally, I know you know. For me, I really enjoyed that story. Yeah. Um, when you go back, and then the ending of that match when Hogan beat Sting clean. Yeah. When you go back to like Hogan and Andre WrestleMania three. It really, it had a, less than a three-month build. You talk Hogan Sting, you're talking July, six, 18 months. That's, that's unheard of. A, month, but, a year and a half. But, what, but, but I, like, that's just unheard of. Yeah. Like, wrestling fans today couldn't, like, and they just kept building and they building. Did, they building. didn't go out on house shows and have this match. Right. They didn't do anything. They slowly built it was a slow burn but when it's a slow burn you got to have a banging end right and they did and for those of you listening just to kind of fill you on what happened and then we'll talk about what should have happened so what happened they get to the end of the match hogan drops the leg nick patrick counts three a normal three count right bret hart comes By all accounts it was supposed to be a fast three count. Yes. And that, okay, I could get that. But when to, Nick Patrick had been this dirty referee, you setting all that up. So he does a real fast three count. Had they done that, that's one thing. But yeah. they didn't. He had a normal cadence and Hogan won clean. Yeah. So, again, I've read different things here recently. One of the things that I read in Nitro, uh, the book by Guy Evans, which I highly recommend. I just finished it this week was that when Bischoff and Hogan show up to, to meet with Sting, like Sting's just kind of out of it. That's like, their side of it, yeah, that, it, he, the, that he had had all this time off and he did, instead of showing up with, the bunch, you know, 10 extra pounds of muscle and blah, 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 he showed up kind of doughy like he hadn't been in a, and wore a shirt. Yeah, and and um, and and they said mentally he just didn't – I, I guess right. he had a lot going on personally – but he just he just wasn't all there, and they were kind of like, okay, are we, do, you know, what do we, where do we go from here? And and um, depending on who you talk to, you know, Hogan went to Nick Patrick, 
and said, hey, just do a regular count. Who who knows? I've heard three sides of that yeah, story. Yeah, if Hogan, if Hogan and, and Patrick ain't talking, then we'll never know the answer to that. You know, to me, it Nick – It wouldn't surprise me. Right. You know, Nick Patrick, to me – I've heard, actually, that there was some money exchanged. That he paid. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying he did. I mean, that's right. just one of, the, one of the stories that's out there hearsay. Well, Nick Patrick has – you know, proved throughout his career to be a competent referee. It, what I mean is, uh, he, he knew count to three. he could knew his job. He could do what was asked of him. Right. So anyway, Bret Hart comes out says that was a fast count. I'm not going to let this happen again. Coming off the heels of the Montreal Screwjob, right? Matches restarted. Sting gets Hogan in the Scorpion Death Lock and taps out, and Sting is the champion. Then you get on Nitro the next night, and and you've built 18 months of this one match, and you immediately going to have a rematch. Right. And I'm right there with you. Like, it just – it was not good. No. No, it wasn't good. So then I'm reading the article, and I got – you know, I like to – Yeah. I like the fantasy book. That's kind of something I enjoy. Uh-huh. So I started thinking, you know, if I was the guy – if I was booking that match, how would I book the match to go down? Yeah. And I think I laid out a, in my mind what mm-hmm. would have been good. Um, I think you don't go more than about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I think that Sting is the challenger, so he's coming to the ring first. Yeah. Now you've had a slow build. It's okay to have a hot start. Yeah. You know. Because you've built it and built it and built it. Yeah. And now it's time for the payoff. Yeah. And Sting was lowering from the rafters at the time. Uh-huh. So you have Sting come down from the rafters and uh-huh. boom, get about two inches from the mat where just about the tips of his toes will touch and he stops. Uh-huh. And he can't, he hasn't gone, he won't go down any further. And we switch to a camera angle where the guy who's running the controls is laid on the ground and Hall and Nash are standing there working the controllers and now they've got Sting suspended. The lights have been down. They come back on. Hogan's already in the ring and he attacks Sting like a pinata. Mm. And now and Sting's helpless. Yeah. He can't even fight back. He's yeah. he's hung he's hung in the air. Yeah. Um and Hogan just proceeds to take his bat away from him, hit him across the midsection a couple of times. And boom, 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 and, and he beats him like a steel drum yeah for two minutes yeah three minutes yeah you know and then while he's hanging there boom hogan reaches up takes the deal loose yeah drops it now stings laid in the middle of the ring Uh uh-huh and hogan goes into 1987 hulk hogan mode Uh uh-huh and he does the entire routine yeah he poses yeah, he does. He cups the ear. Yeah, he takes in the boo, and they're booing him. Mm-hmm. But he's taking it in like they're building him up, like he just slammed Andre the Giant. Right. He goes to because logically, if he had just beaten Sting up, Sting wouldn't be able to make a comeback. Right. If he beat him with a ball bat. He, yeah. But if he spends three or four minutes posing. Yes. Yes. The cry. Yes. It, it's believable that Sting could now get a little bit of recovery. Yeah. Hogan rolls him over, hits the ropes, big leg drop, boom. Then he jumps up, and he starts to pose again, uh-huh. and Sting turns into Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And Sting r- jumps up on his feet. Now, he's standing behind Hogan, and Hogan turns around. 
Oh, my God. And then they go into the sting hulking up. Yes. Like Hulk Hogan routine. Mm-hmm. And he hits him with the scorpion death drop. He puts him in the in the scorpion death lock, rolls him over, and Hogan taps out. And this match goes about eight minutes. It's all fluff. We paid it off quick. Yeah. And the people will go crazy because you didn't drag out. Right. They didn't try to put – not everything has to be a 25-minute athletic right. spectacle. Yeah. I just don't think that. No. I think people will accept. Yes. You're always going to have the smart marks now that think everything needs to be 20 minutes of <laughs> right. flipping and flopping. But in 1997, that wasn't the case. Right. Meltzer would have hated it. Regardless. Yeah. Okay. He would have hated this probably. Yeah. Um, but you just do it quick. And you, yeah. you, you, you pay it off quick. You give yeah. the people the resolution to this long story. You've and made them wait 18 months. Right, you've made them wait 18 months. It's okay to have it happen quick. Yeah. And that's the end. Yeah. And then J.J. doesn't have to go out Monday and strip the title. That, you know, and Sting doesn't – it's almost like a release for Sting, too. He can kind of – he can take a breath. Mm-hmm. WCW, the guys come out. They do the same thing. They pick him up on their shoulders. We got a new champion, blah, blah, blah. He didn't have to change his persona now. He didn't have to change his gimmick now. But he doesn't have to be as necessarily as dark and brooding because he overcame mm-hmm. the force. And then you put the title back on your heel. Uh, uh, you know, a few months later, and you do it all over again. What if, what if they had done this? What if you bring Sting, you know, the celebration's happening in the ring. Hogan's rolled out. Celebration's happening. All the WCW guys in. And Bret Hart comes in. Yeah. And as Starcade goes off the air, Sting and Bret Hart are just kind of standing there facing off. There you go. And you've got something, and you can get Hogan off of TV. Yes, you take Hogan off of TV. Because I can't miss you if you won't go away. And Sting's like, I want to bring credibility back to this title. Mm-hmm. And he and he starts defending the title, legit defenses, uh-huh. and leads to he's, he's battling Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. And he puts Bret Hart out. You know you eventually want to get the title on Bret Hart. But the match everybody really wants to see is Hogan and Hart. Right. So Sting overcomes Bret Hart, and that's when you bring Hogan back, you know, March or April, three or four months later. Right. Let Hogan get over on Sting, and then Hart can wrestle Hogan or whatever. But, yes, I think, like, even, like, show that 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 victory at Starcade. It should have taken the wind out of the NWO sales, and it didn't. No, it didn't. It was like they just went on business as usual. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, the the sting. They go on TV the next night, beat a couple of people up, and get their heat back. That's what they used to do. Right, right. They never lost their heat. Yeah. In the situation, to me, a heel needs to lose their heat so they can get yeah. it back. And- can all right? Let me throw this idea out at you. Okay, Starcade's over, Monday Nitro. Hall and Nash kick Hogan out of the NWO. Lay him out, lay him off the TV. Mm -hmm. Then you have Sting feud with Bret Hart. Bret Hart in the end, their payoff match turns heel. 
I see. I don't like that. I don't think Bret Hart should ever have had any association with Hogan or Holland. No, no, no. Listen, no, no, no. Hart turns heel, beats Sting. Red and yellow Hogan comes back. Yeah, comes back. He's gonna fight Bret Hart. He's gonna fight the NWO now, and bring him back. You know, a couple of years. To me, that would have been logical. Hogan lost the belt, and. Have him kicked out of the NWO. Yeah, but I, I mean, know. he was. I mean, the NWO wouldn't have worked without Hulk Hogan. Right. I'm I mean, say- it would have been okay. Good night. Look at that. Why? I mean, it's on the outside. I don't know if you can see it. Good. Hey, that's a hornet. Jiminy Cricket. No, no, it ain't Jiminy Cricket. He ain't out there singing When You Wish Upon a Star. He. <laughs> You're going to be saying, well, you're going to be wishing I didn't get up in your star with the <laughs> stinger I got. <laughs> Speaking of sting, <laughs> uh, that hornet's going to give you the scorpion. Give you a stinger splash, sure enough. Oh, my. thing was huge. Mm-hmm. It was almost as big as a hummingbird. It was, man. That's a big old, that's a big old bug, boy. Oh, my goodness. And I'm glad that's on your side of the room. He'll I slip in. You are. He'll slip in this. Uh, what were we talking about? That was it. I tell you, we were when we discussed it, we knew this would be kind of short. But I just thought something we were talking about and figured we'd record it. No, I, I, you know, I think that's a great idea. I had not thought about the whole sting just kind of hanging there. I, I think that's brilliant, man. And you could even have it where Nick Patrick doesn't call for the bell while he's beating Sting with the bat. Right. And then he calls for the bell. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, you know, if you'd been around – WCW would still be business because you would have you would have gone up to the corporate people like y'all shouldn't merge with time uh, y'all shouldn't merge <laughs> with AOL y'all really shouldn't do this. What's AOL gonna be in twenty years? Right. Well, you know, uh, one of the things in Nitro that they talked about is when they first started talking about the merger, it was gonna AOL's stock was higher, right, than Turner, and by the time the deal was coming. It had reversed, mm-hmm. but by then it was kind of too. Right, it was too late to do anything about it. But yeah. ultimately, whatever people want to think, the end of that company is because of that merger. And yeah, they, they didn't want wrestling on their TV anymore. Right, I mean, it was gonna. They had a buyer lined up. Yeah, but once they pulled the TV deal, the buyer backed out. They right. brought out the TV deal to them for McMahon. The the. Liquid assets were were more valuable yeah. than the name and right. the TV. And the, the library and all that stuff was more valuable to him. But for the other guys, that stuff didn't matter. Yeah. It was the TV deal. Yeah. So, one of the so one without, of the, without it, there was no reason for them to buy. One of the things they talk about in Nitro is McMahon ends up getting WCW for between 4 and $5 million, including right. the assets plus the tape library. Uh, the numbers thrown – that Fusion Media was going to pay was like sixty two media, yeah. but what what the guy was saying was that part of the deal, part of that sixty two million, was they were going to make that back because Turner was going to continue to sell ads for them, right? And so he's like, if you take out that part of it, we were we were only going to pay four or five millions for the company because right. all that other money was going to was kind of going in one door and out the other. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 like I said, man, uh, you and I both have read just a ton of. We've read newsletters. We've heard shoot interviews, and um, 
you know, if there's two wrestling books you buy this year, it, it should be Death of the Territories and Nitro. If there's three wrestling books you buy this year, the other one should be the Brian Pillman book. Yeah, I, I'm reading it next. i got to pick those other two up. Of course, if you uh, listen to Bischoff now, all the stuff in that is crap because it's from Meltzer. But. Right, but Meltzer was getting it from <laughs> Pillman. Yeah, when you talk to the guy that Pillman – when you when your book is based on the three people Pillman – was talking to, right. then uh, it's pretty. I mean, pretty I'm sure it's, it's heavy, Brian. I mean, there's always a bias when you're telling a story. No, I mean, there's I'd, always when you're telling something you did. Right, you always tend to make yourself. Even when you're the bad guy, you kind of don't make yourself out to be quite as bad. Right, and when you're the good guy, Lord have mercy, you're you the, white hat. You're, you're the John Wayne of of good guys when you're telling the story, and you know. Lightning in both fists. <laughs> Coming with these knuckle sandwiches. Knuckle sandwiches. So, hey, like I said, uh, hey, pretty pretty good episode. Mark sharing his thoughts on how he would book Sting and Hogan Starcade 97. Uh, a very pivotal, uh, pivotal moment about right at that halfway point of Hogan being in, in WCW. Um, and, and just kind of the – Definitely a big misstep that affected the company uh, for sure. Hey, don't make a misstep. Make sure you do subscribe. Make sure you check out our great sponsors at SOSCustomTees.com. It's the only place to get official uh, Double Drop Kick Show merchandise. It's where you can get tickets for local wrestling shows. It's where you can get uh, the only certified independent wrestling memorabilia cards for uh, uh, John Schuyler's on there now, a.k.a. Ricky Roberts from Monday Night Raw. Got his cards on there. They got memorabilia. Some of them are signed. Uh, great deal. Hey, makes a great stocking suffer. What's the deal? And you may not want to talk about it on here, but mm-hmm. with him using the Ricky Roberts name, does he have? Are they cool with that, or do they? He has a T-shirt coming out that says Ricky mm-hmm. Roberts. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He he um he just they just always they seem to be very protective of their stuff, and I'm just curious. Uh, he just did a podcast interview. Uh. Zane Riley started a uh, just started a podcast called uh, Extra Talented, uh-huh. and it's guys telling their stories of being extras. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he he talks about that. He doesn't really. He talks about how that whole thing came about. That it wasn't supposed to be him in that spot, um, but he had met Elias, and like Elias kind of said, "Hey, I would rather have this guy." in this spot and that's kind of how it worked out oh. and um he doesn't i don't he doesn't get into the whole ricky roberts i was just name. curious about that i've seen him using it and yeah he wrestled protective they are of that he wrestled as ricky roberts at uh chester apw a couple weeks ago really i mean he may have come up with that name but sometimes yeah that's you know sometimes when he comes into it comes down to that when he talked to when Mike Mike Mooneyham did an article about him the week after that, mm-hmm. and he talked about, hey, it came from Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Well, obviously. Um, so yeah, that's I, I don't know. I don't. Did we need somebody to tell us that that came from Ricky Morton? And but Robert no, Gibson but no. You said that. that um, you said that uh, you weren't sure. So I I do think I I think he did come up. And he may have with the name. I mean, if he come up with it, they may not. You know. But that's a you know that uh, they've only done a couple of episodes of that podcast and it's um it's been very interesting to he- I mean if you're interested in the view of an extra who who's going like just what goes into a Monday Night Raw and 
that they do rehearsals and stuff like that. It was a pretty fascinating – and he talked about being on NXT and things like that. It I wonder was, how they – you know, I don't know. Just everything you hear about WWE, how protective they are of, of stuff. Like if guys would hurt themselves by doing a show like that. You know, maybe these are guys that know, hey, I'm probably – you know. I I think now they know. I mean, everything's kind of out there. You know, they're not. I think John is smart enough. John is smart enough to know he. There's opportunities ahead oh, of yeah, him, yeah, yeah. and so I think he's wise enough to to understand. You know what he's going to do and what he's not going to do. Right. And he talks about you know when he got done with the Ricky Roberts, like all the stuff he had done, he never met Vince. And the Ricky Roberts thing, they took him into the main gorilla position, and like Vince, oh. uh, kind of you know gave him a pat on the back or whatever. So yeah. uh, well, that's good. He took a heck of a spine buster. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it was awesome, man. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, it's, it's entertaining. So hey, that's what we need. We need to go rebook the extras. I like him. I just want, like he's a he's a good guy. Yeah. I've only met him once, but, I mean, I, we stood in the parking lot and talked for about 10 minutes. Really, really nice guy, man. Yeah. Um, I'm got always to, glad to see our guys. That's our guys, you know, because you feel like that when you see right. them on shows and you, you know, and you do stuff. It's just cool, man, to, to see them making it, man. I like that. Yeah, I mean, when guys get uh, opportunities and they have, they've put in the time and they have uh, – they understand the history, and they understand the business side of things, mm-hmm. and they understand the hard work that they've got to do, and and the thing, and they understand the reason behind the hard work. And the reason behind the hard work is people are paying their hard-earned money mm-hmm. to see you. And uh, yeah, dude, John's <clears throat> John's top guy, man. Uh, really, really cool to hang out with. So almost as cool to hang out with as you and I. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're just uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? I can't even find a word right now for me and you. <laughs> I'm speechless. I cannot find an adjective that is adequate to describe what it's like. We're groggy, though, man. It's after lunch. So tired, we're going to record a few more things. But as for this episode, it's done. It's in the record books. Finito. But as always, for the Double Dropkick Show, I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.